are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. How's it going, Matt? It's going great. How about you? I am good. I'm good. Ready for some more uh, some more Dynasty talk this week. Uh, and this, this week, or today at least, we're going to go back to the rookie conversation. We've okay. uh, we moved away from the rookies for a little bit, but I still think there's some digging to do. I actually just started a another rookie draft in uh, in one of my dynasty leagues, so I know others are still out there doing rookie drafts, and and there's plenty of leagues with late rookie drafts as well. We've we've got we've got a little bit of news from rookie minicamp that starting to have a little bit of an impact but i'm in this rookie draft i'm making a a third round pick and and i was really really debating between a couple of guys and it it hits me that of course i want this player to make a big impact on my dynasty team and hopefully hopefully immediately but there's also a pretty good chance that that these players in the third round maybe even the late second round that they just become NFL practice squad players. And I think this time of year, we have such high expectations for all rookies. Uh, we we only see the, the best case uh, situation or scenarios with these guys. But every year, a few players that we think of as bigger names ultimately just land on practice squads. And uh, in many cases, we never really hear from them again. Uh, so and that's what we're going to look at today. I want to look at some players, late second round, third round range, who uh, could make a year one impact potentially, but they could also be practice squad players for their own te- their own NFL teams uh, b- by the time we get to week one. So that's that's okay. kind of the topic. We've got six players I think fit this scenario. It really could go either way. I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay, I got one thing that I think is extremely wise coming from you here, and this just goes back to my NFL experience a little bit and doing this a long time. Here is a huge indicator of where you can get these answers once the preseason starts. And it's not necessarily, is that guy running with the twos? Is he running with the ones? What you need to look at, and it's, you know, you, you can always find these games and you can fast forward to just these sections, Go look if these impact rookies that we're about to talk about are playing prominently on special teams or not. And are they running with the number one special teams? If they are, they're going to make the team and they're going to have a hat on game day. So especially punt coverage, but all four of the major um, special teams units, go check and see if they're running down. I mean, like wide receivers, a lot of these guys never got a chance to do that. And that really hurt rookies last year because they could never prove to their special teams coach, hey coach, even though I was a wide receiver at wherever and never ran down on kickoffs, I can do it. And so that hurt rookies a lot last year. Really pay attention to that. I think that's a great point. And um, sometimes players get dismissed as uh, they're just just 
kick returners or punt returners or or they were drafted with special teams in mind. But you're totally right that that gets them on the field and it, it gets, gets them, them on the roster. Yeah. Yep. So, Huge. like I said, I've I've got six guys in mind here that I could really I could see going either way. They could make an impact in year one, both on their uh, own NFL teams and on fantasy rosters as well. Or maybe it's a practice squad situation where things don't go well for them in the preseason and camp. They land on the practice squad, and and we know uh, w- once that happens, it's 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 a challenging road to become dynasty relevant. Let's start with Kenneth Gainwell, and, and we're looking at ADP here. This is Superflex ADP from actual uh, rookie drafts that have taken place on my fantasy league. Kenneth Gainwell is currently the 2.10 pick, so he's the 22nd overall pick, and he's actually one of the later NFL draft picks that we'll talk about today. He was a fifth rounder pretty early in the fifth round, sixth pick overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. And it seems like we've been telling this story for a couple of years now that the Eagles are going to add some type of competition for Miles Sanders, specifically uh, competition in, in the pass-catching uh, part of the backfield. And, and Gainwell could certainly be that. But they've also, they also claimed on Johnson off waivers. They signed Jordan Howard. They brought him back. They still have Boston Scott there. Um, this, this is just a crowded depth chart. You throw in the fact that this Eagles team is um, under a new coaching staff after the, the crazy 2020 season that they endured. I'm not sure what to make of Gainwell. Where, where do you stand? Is it, is it closer to practice squad or year one impact? To me, closer to year one impact. Um, I think Carrion and Howard are fine players at, at their best, but I don't think either one contributes at all on special teams. From what I'm, I'm sure I'm aware of, especially Howard, he does nothing on special teams. So I think Gainwell can not only be maybe the number one kickoff returner, but if he's running down on kickoffs, that certainly helps. I think there's a really defined offensive role for him in that. You know, they just plucked their head coach away from the Colts. He has a lot of Naheem Hines similarities to me as a true receiving back. And some of those guys, including Hines, even if they're not good in protection, which keeps most backs off the field, if they're basically just a receiver and everyone knows it, that isn't necessarily a problem for a Gainwell or a Hines because they're going out on routes and the whole world knows it anyway. So I tend to think he's a contributor passing down guy. All right. Uh, I mentioned he is coming off the board at uh, 22 overall, 2.10. Uh, going just ahead of him, Amon Ross St. Ba- St. Brown, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Kadarius Tony. Those are the players being drafted ahead of Gainwell. So it feels like we've hit a kind of a steep drop off here. Once you get to the Gainwell area, do you agree with that? Yeah, it's a good way of saying it because those names you just mentioned. I promise you they're going to be active on game day. Right, right. Yeah, Look, we know that looking already, at yeah. that ADP, uh, uh, there was certainly nobody in the first round that I thought was a, a practice squad candidate and went went through most of the second round and didn't have any of those concerns either until I got down here to Gainwell. 
player drafted right after Gainwell, I, I think fits this and and maybe is a little surprising, but it's Diami Brown, the uh, new wide receiver for the Washington football team. And last year, the, Washington had some success, but it was really just Terry McLaurin and, and that was it, uh, uh, at least from the wide, wide receiver position. Uh, we had Antonio Gibson and, and J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas all having big years. But Washington did something about that. They they paid Curtis Samuel, gave him a big contract, got him away from Carolina. They brought over uh, Adam Humphreys as well. Uh, you're you're still hoping guys like Kelvin Harmon and Antonio Gandy Golden can develop. But then they draft Diami Brown here in the middle of the third round. He's going late in the second round of most rookie drafts. He ended up with a two point eleven. ADP or, or 23 overall, uh, according to the data we have here. But that depth chart makes me think there, there's a chance he has a bit of a redshirt year. Uh, ultimately, mm-hmm. I, I think he, I think he can make an impact. I think he can play for this team. I'm not sure it happens this year, though. What do you think? Yeah, he's a good one because can he be a gunner on punt team, things like that, to maybe distinguish himself from a. A Gandy Golden, who's not going to do that. You know, I mean, it, it's pretty clear who the two top receivers are going to be. There is a spot to fight for that third, you know, third receiver role. Um, he, my hunch is he'll probably be used as a downfield threat, maybe somewhat of a one-dimensional player in year one as he learns. But you're right. I mean, I think a lot of us make this mistake of, yeah, we, we, we hype him up so much before the draft and we like the player. They use a reasonably high pick on him and we just assume he's going to plug in as the third receiver. Like, there's no competition. Right. You know, co- coaches don't look at it that way. Well, I think we're doing the same thing. I, I mentioned Amon Rossi Brown and I didn't put him in this category or, or in, in this conversation. Uh, but I think that's happening. You're fantasy players are looking at him and thinking about name value and he had a good college career and he broke out early as a as a freshman at usc uh, and just assuming he can be the wide receiver one for detroit but he was a day three pick he's got (laughs) he's got some veterans i mean tyrell williams and brashad perriman you know those are not superstars but they've they've hung around the league and they've they've earned their uh they've earned their their place in the league and on this roster so I don't. I don't think it's fair to assume a guy like St. Brown walks in and and becomes the best receiver on the team. And certainly wouldn't say that about Diami Brown. He, he's a tough one for me, uh, simply because I, I I'm I think he's somewhere in the middle. I, I don't think he's ultimately a practice squad player. I I do think he makes the active roster in week one, um, but I don't know that that he's making that year one impact. So. Yeah. He, I'm, I'm being kind of wishy-washy on, on this one. I'm, I'm stuck in the middle on Diami. Could you see him being a guy like you and I are talking about in November? You know, hasn't done much as a rookie. He's got 8, 12 catches. And we're saying, throw a flyer out and pick up Diami Brown on the cheap. Everyone think he's got a washed-out rookie year. But it might be the time to grab him then, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because he's, I mean, he, he's going to fit that that Will Fuller type role. He's he's just yeah. going to run deep routes and, and go routes. And that is going to result in, in some low volume. Maybe, maybe he catches that 65 yard touchdown every once in a while, but 
um, the, the volume overall, I would think, is going to be low, especially with uh, with McLaurin and Samuel and uh, the tight ends and, and running backs ahead of him. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. Matt, after our break, we'll take a look at a couple other players who uh, could be practice squad, could make that year one impact. First, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50%. You're going to use our locked on, locked on promo code, locked on, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Matt, we're back. We're talking today about six rookies who uh, ha- have a, a wide range of possibilities coming up in their rookie season. They they could ultimately land on the practice squad. They could give us nothing as a 2021 rookie. Or maybe there's a chance, mostly due to their situation, that they make that year one impact. The next player I want to talk about is a quarterback from Houston. He was actually the Texans' first pick they made uh, but this was in the third round. It's Davis Mills, uh, new Houston Texans quarterback. And, and of course, we've talked about this situation a lot. Uh, currently, I guess we should say uh, Deshaun Watson is sitting ahead of him on the depth chart. We don't think Watson is going to be there. That's uh, It's been quiet on that front, but that still seems to be the opinion. Either Watson is going to be suspended or traded. Either way, probably doesn't suit up for the Texans ever again. Uh, also Tyrod Taylor, another veteran, uh, would, would certainly be the favorite to start in week one and um, maybe maybe the entire season. But then there's Davis Mills, currently third on the depth chart. They also brought in Jeff Driscoll, so, so that other veteran. What do you think about Davis Mills? Practice squad or year one impact? Year one impact. Yeah, and I yeah. don't know if it'll be good, I mean, I don't know that he's going to be somebody you're excited to start, but in Superflex, I think he's going to have value. Uh, assuming the Texan season goes anything close to how we're all projecting it bad, I don't know how he doesn't get a crack at some time at the starting job. I mean, Tyrod Taylor might be fine. It might not be his fault that Houston's in a really bad situation record-wise, but how can you not play Davis Mills to at least get a clue of what he is I mean, I don't know that the, it's going to go well. Poor guy's in a tough situation, but I bet he plays this year. Yeah, he really has to, um, assuming the Watson situation doesn't somehow uh, fix itself. And mm-hmm. and there's really there's really two situations, right? He was he, he wanted out even before all the off field stuff. So um, because of that, that we we are assuming Watson is is gone one way or, or another. But you're totally right. They, like I said, they spend their first pick on on Davis Mills. They're going to ha- have a high pick in the 2022 draft, possibly the 101, um, and could potentially be looking at a quarterback again there with that pick. They've got to figure out what they have in Mills. 
I'm with you. And that was that was probably a probably a, a, an easy one to sneak in here. He is being drafted in the middle of the third round, and again, that's that's in superflex leagues, uh, falling to wow. the three point oh five. I love that value that he is he is offering because we are pretty sure he's he's playing this year. Uh, Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond, a, a couple of other rookie quarterbacks. We won't talk about those guys today, but they're both being drafted ahead of Davis Mills. Uh, I don't get that. I want Mills over those two, if nothing else, for the short term. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think we could certainly picture a scenario where Mills does play five, six, seven games, plays reasonably well without high expectations, and then they take Spencer Rattler first overall or something like that. And But that doesn't mean Gardner Minshew doesn't have a lot of value in Superflex, too. I want him on my roster. I could see Mills being in a similar boat. All right, that's fair. It's prob- probably and ultimately, uh, I think, a good comparison uh, situation-wise. Yeah, probably. Let's talk about the 3.07 pick in those Superflex rookie drafts. It's Ramondre Stevenson, the running back from New England. Uh, he was a fourth-rounder, uh, 15th pick in the fourth round for the Patriots. And they just keep adding running backs. Of course, they drafted Sony Michelle. Uh, a, a few years ago in the first round. They bring in Damian Harris a couple years ago. They still have James White. He almost left uh, via free agency, but they retain him. Uh, and, then, and then they've got the, the names we know. Brandon Bolden still hanging around. J.J. Taylor actually uh, got a little bit of playing time and, and had a little bit of uh, uh, hype. I don't know. That's probably not the right word, but was at least getting some attention from dynasty players when we thought James White might be leaving. And then they bring in Stevenson. He's uh, a little bit of a, of a do-it-all, but to me he feels kind of like what they already have with, with Harris and, and Sony Michelle. I'm assuming one of those guys doesn't even make the roster, and, and it's probably not looking good for Sony Michelle. No, that's my thought, too. I, I think I've ended up with Stevenson in every one of my rookie drafts. Oh, wow. And, okay. Yeah. I mean, usually... A little cheaper than this, especially if it's not super flex, of course, like late second, early third turn in that neighborhood. First of all, I think Michelle's shot. I don't think he's good when he looks right. I don't think his knees are there. He doesn't catch any passes. I don't think he's a big special teams contributor. I think Stevenson profiles as a good special teamer. I think he's a better receiver than given credit for because he's such a big-bodied guy. I don't think he's Jerome Bettis, and I know he catches the ball a lot better than Sony Michelle. Um, I think they have a great offensive line, and you know he could definitely be the short yardage back if and when Mac Jones takes over. That would be really good for Stevenson. I think Harris is a is a quality player and not an easy guy to just you know project Stevenson as the one, but he's not exactly Jim Brown either. So you see even a chance that Stevenson could be the starter by the end of the season. An injury away at worst. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So you're going year one impact. You, you've gone year one impact with all of these guys so far. Maybe I should have dug a little bit deeper. That is what we will do after the break. we got a couple I late bet Stevenson is the Patriots' about. leading rusher in at least one game this year. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? That's like, fair. I think he plays, yeah. All right, we'll be right back with two more players who could be practice squad players or maybe have a year one impact. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a 
Really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's really into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, my wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur, and she's real picky about the, you know, in these bars. Some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy. Not the case at all with Built Bar. And there's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go around, to go with the original 12 flavors. Uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or woman. Um, you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugars, and 5 grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream? Only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, all one word, and you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Matt, I've made it pretty easy on you so far. We've talked about four rookies who are second or third round uh, picks in Dynasty Superflex rookie drafts right now. Kenneth Gainwell, Diami Brown, Davis Mills, and Ramondre Stevenson. You think all of them have a have a chance to have a year one impact? At least you think they're they're more likely to have a year one impact than end up on the practice squad for yeah. their own teams. Let's dig a little deeper here. Three point oh nine. Tylen Wallace, the Ravens running back. He was a late fourth rounder. Of course, the Ravens had already drafted Rashad Bateman. That was their first round pick, and then they add Wallace, who fell fell further than. Uh, at least further than I thought he would and further than a lot of people thought he would. That has resulted in his dynasty value taking a hit as well, Um, landing on the same team as Bateman and and a team that doesn't throw a ton didn't help those things either. Tylen Wallace, practice squad or year one impact? My take on him is if you study the Ravens just from an NFL, not fantasy perspective, they, more than any team in the league, truly will take the best player available. Of course, it always coincides with needs. But as the draft goes on, they probably didn't plan on taking a, what, third or fourth round receiver after taking one the first round. But they liked this guy so much and had a better grade on him, they grabbed him. Great. But how many how many wideouts are going to make the team, let alone be active on game day? Maybe they keep six at most, probably five, but maybe six, and probably four of them are active on game day. Well, Bateman, Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Duvernay have to be ahead of Wallace, right? I mean, that's not even bringing up Miles Boykin. Maybe I'm even forgetting another guy or two, you know, that Wallace is going to be battling with. So he screams practice squad, but he could have a really good preseason. I mean, do you, do you think, and you're, you're totally right, and it's, it's crazy for a team that um, – we could identify wide receiver as their weakness that suddenly this depth chart looks, looks pretty imposing. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, at least just from a volume standpoint, you mentioned all the names there. Uh, Marquise Brown, I think most people would consider him the wide receiver one there still. Uh, Bateman will surely uh, give him some competition for that. They signed Sammy Watkins this offseason. And then they've got the uh, the guys they, they took a shot on trying to find that uh, that consistent receiver, Duvernay and Miles Boykin specifically. I think they spent, I believe they spent day two picks on both of those guys. Uh, so there's, there's five players uh, potentially ahead of Wallace, but Duvernay and Boykin haven't exactly done anything either no could true could wallace bypass those guys in in camp sure i think that's very possible and i think he has some some toughness can he be a gunner or those type of guys i mean it's certainly one to monitor but that does it doesn't mean he's active on game day well we're and to be fair we're not even sure the wide receiver one or the wide receiver two for the ravens has much value and, and much much right. impact uh if we're talking about the wide receiver four or five uh we really are digging pretty deep i really like wallace the player uh, like i said he fell a lot further than i thought he would and the situation is not great which is why he's falling to the late third round ultimately i'm with you probably a practice squad guy and um we'll we'll see if he can overcome that or a game day inactive guy which is right. the same thing for our purposes Another deep, uh, deep depth chart, deep position chart is the running back position for the San Francisco 49ers. They return Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Uh, They signed Wayne Gallman, former backup for the Giants. And then uh, just like the Ravens drafted two wide receivers, the 49ers drafted two running backs. Trey Sermon's the one getting all the attention. But it's Elijah Mitchell that I want to talk about today. He was actually the last pick of the 49ers, uh, the 10th pick in the sixth round, and he's the last pick in the third round, 3.12 in our Dynasty Rookie Superflex ADP. I really like Elijah Mitchell. and I do too. I know Mostert can't stay healthy. Jeff Wilson can't stay healthy. Uh, Wayne Gallman is, is fine. I love the value on Elijah Mitchell. I, I don't know if I'm ready to say he's making a year one impact, but I know I'm spending my late third rounder on him. I like it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think Wilson's already hurt, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he has something major going on. Yeah, Wilson's um, out a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Mostert and James Conner are probably the two running backs I trust least to, to stay healthy in the whole world. So, I mean, just his running style, and I, I don't think he's long for this world. And they drafted two backs, which makes me think that San Francisco tends to agree with me. I think yeah. Gallman's a bit of an obstacle, and I think Sherman will be the lead back before long. But Mitchell already does have a pretty strong special teams profile coming out of school. So here's my hunch on him is practice squad until about week four when Sir, or when you know, Mostert gets hurt and then he gets a call and immediately gets a helmet then. And, you know, in those Shanahan backfields, maybe he gets a crack at things. Because he fits the system well. Stick his foot to the ground and go. Yeah, and, and the other thing we know about San Francisco is they like to use multiple backs. They're, right. They're not likely to find that one back, whether it's Sermon or, or if Mostert can stay healthy or whoever it might be. They're not likely to, to just rely on one running back. They're going to use multiple guys, and that's another reason why I'm with you. I think I think Elijah Mitchell gets a shot at some playing time this year. I do too. 
Matt, that is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.